0: Hi, and welcome to the IBSI podcast series. I'm Sinova Kolostiak. With me today is Ken Surdens, Chief Commercial Officer at Molly, one of the fastest growing payment processes in Europe, which recently also achieved unicorn status. Ken, thank you very much for being here. Tell me about Molly and your payment solution.
1: Yes, indeed. So, Molly is one of the fastest growing uh, online payments providers in Europe. We help 100,000 merchants with their online payments and do so in markets across Europe. And what we really stand for is to really provide a simple solution that just works. So we we allow our customers to accept payments in minutes with no locking contracts. We have smart and powerful plugins that really allows you to connect your web shop to all the platforms that you use and to the software that you use with our payment solutions on any device. And we also offer a complete solution with all the payment methods that your customers want, but also with the support that you need to run your business. So we're growing very fast, driven by lots of different things, including our focus on medium-sized customers and our international expansion. So we're growing very strongly in Germany and also recently announced as well that we will start helping UK merchants with their European payments as well.
0: We're going to come back to the UK expansion in a bit But I wanted to talk a little bit about COVID first. You've been kind of ideally placed for the digital shift that has happened. What has your clients and merchants come to you for? And I guess what kind of support have they needed in this period?
1: So it has undoubtedly a very busy year for most of our customers. So a lot of our customers have seen their business increase a lot because of increased demands consumers are forced to shop online. We all know that because of the lockdown restrictions, which has been a good opportunity, but also a challenge for some of our customers. Uh, So what we've seen is, of course, online payments going to the roof and our customers really seeing the importance of online payments and the importance of optimizing your online payments. So things like, for example, optimizing your checkout conversion is something that we help our customers. And because we serve medium-sized customers, who typically don't have full departments within their company dedicated to managing payments, like, for example, a large corporate do. So our customers really need to trust us that we can help them on optimizing the payment solution. So being that conversion optimization, but also helping them select the right payment methods for their customers in the different markets, but also understanding how well their business is doing by providing them very easy and simple reports that allow them to slice and dice data so they can really see where the opportunities for growth are, but also if some issues arise, they can quickly identify what's going wrong and then we help them identify what they need to do. So that's all our existing customers. They've grown a lot. On average, our customers grow about 56% over the last 12 months. We also have seen a huge influx of new customers. So we already onboard thousands of customers every week. Uh, But that number really increased massively. And every time there was a new lockdown announced, we saw again a boom in the request for new customers. So these new customers, a lot of them have been offline customers that were forced to sell online. And it was the first time they have to deal with it. So we really helped them through one, our very simple and easy onboarding process. So we really make it very simple, slick for customers to give us their details, sign up. We do all the checks that are required to make sure that customers are who they say they are. And then because we have very simple integrations of plugins are really top notch Our plugins with uh, the e-commerce platforms. It's actually really simple to set up your online shop. So in a few clicks in minutes, you can really set up your shop and you can start taking payments. So we helped a lot of these offline merchants to start selling online and in that way also survive because, of course, the full revenue streams were drying up because the shops were closed. So it's that kind of combination of helping our existing customers deal with the massive influx of growth, whereas setting up a huge amount of new merchants who never, ever had to deal with online issues.
0: You're absolutely right. We as shoppers have had to kind of change our behaviours. So it's been now a year of change but restrictions are being lifted and we've got a global vaccine rollout that could be the light at the end of the tunnel. Do you think these habits have stuck at this point?
1: I think so. So if you look at where we are right now, so we've been growing more than 120% year on year through combinations of new customers, distant customers that are growing. We've seen that a lot of this behaviour is also sticking. So we've seen consumers who actually never used to shop online Uh, I always refer to my parents who never went to an online pharmacy. They're now buying their healthcare and their beauty products online. And it's super easy, super simple. So I I think a lot of that change in behavior will stick even after the restrictions are over. I mean, of course, I mean, consumers are really longing to go back to shops and browse in in the different aisles, etc. So that's, of course, will come back. And that's a good thing. Of course, restaurants will open up again, so the delivery services, they might see their growth slowing down a little bit. But I think in essence, we have seen a shift in consumer behavior, something that would normally have taken 10 years in terms of offline to online conversion. I think we just caught that in less than a couple of months. And I think it's because the lockdowns have continued. It's not that it was just like three months and then we're back to normal. We're now a full year in this situation. So I think the behaviours have really set in with people. So I think then in combination with the fact that some of the sectors who really had to shut down, for example, travel, etc., airlines, entertainment, those transactions will go up again. So I think that will offset some of the inevitable, let's say, slowdown of growth of other customers. So I think we'll see if we compare, I mean, the trends definitely 2020 and 2021 will definitely stick out far and beyond the normal growth curve.
0: Now, you've also adopted this sort of growth mindset and you've done a customer survey around this mindset as well. So can you tell me about the process behind this survey and what your findings were?
1: Yeah, so at Molly, our mission is to help our customers grow. We're really fascinated by what it requires to be successful and to grow. So one of the key things is having a growth mindset. That's a concept that was launched a couple of years ago and really talks about people with a growth mindset. They really believe that they can create their own destiny and that they can create their own look, et cetera. Whereas people with a fixed mindset, they probably think that a lot of things have already been set out. So people with growth mindset, they are really more proactive about thinking about how can I improve myself as a person? And if you're a business owner, how can I improve my business? So we really wanted to understand whether that business of growth mindset also applies to our customers and to online merchants in general. And what was interesting was that indeed it does, because we've seen businesses with a growth mindset, on average, growing faster and being bigger than merchants with a fixed mindset. For example, during the pandemic, if you look at the results, 28% of growth mindset customers, they reported an increase in monthly sales during the first couple of weeks, where it was only 21% of merchants with a fixed mindset. Merchants with a growth mindset are always thinking about how can I improve my online shop? And one of the ways to do so is to provide more payment methods and the right payment methods. So if you look on average, how many payment methods do merchants with a growth mindset offer versus with a fixed mindset, there is a difference of 25%. So about 4.2 versus 3.5 for a fixed mindset. So it's really interesting, really fun to see those differences. Also, when it comes down to international expansion, so fixed mindset merchants, they tend to stay more local. So 46% of these customers, they only focus on their domestic markets. Whereas with growth mindset merchants, that's only 38%. So it's really fascinating to see how the concept really translates into into business as well. And also what you can do to help your shop grow. And that's also what we advise our customers to do. So I think a lot starts with the mindset of the business owner. So what do they really believe? How they can really, let's say, what is their destiny and how can they improve their businesses? But in a company like ours, we see it also as our mission to help those businesses owners, even if they have a fixed mindset, we can just give them some ideas. So have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? So for our medium-sized customers, we have a customer success management team. And the team only cares about how we can grow our customers more. So they look at the data, they see, look at trends, they see what other companies are doing within the same industries. They look at gaps with the offering on the payment methods. They look at, well, if the conversion is not optimal, what can you do? It's an issue with your with checkout. Um, so we really give our customers hints on how to improve and therefore, let's say, closing the gap with what, let's say, the excellent merchants do, but also we give them the tools that normally large corporates would have because they have in-house payments teams that do it for them. And because we're a very automated company, so we use a lot of data, a lot of automated processes, that really helps us to do this at scale.
0: Now that brings us nicely into the topic of Molly's own growth and the expansion uh, to support UK merchants that you mentioned earlier. So how will Molly succeed, particularly considering factors such as Brexit?
1: Yeah, so... I think from my own experience in working in the UK market for for quite a few years, I think UK merchants don't typically rave about their payments providers. So there is definitely an opportunity. Service is typically poor. Technology can be complex and old. Pricing and contracts are really complex and not transparent. And we think there's a much better experience for merchants to be had of all sizes. And that's where we come in. So Because we aim to be the most loved payments provider for B2B customers across Europe. That's our mission. So our strategy is to build on the success that we had in Europe so far by taking one very local approach to the market. So really understanding deeply what are the needs of those UK customers. And secondly, really think about the integrations that we need to make. So we have already a lot of integrations with all the major international e-commerce platforms. So it becomes very easy to do business with us. And again, simplifying complexity is what we do as Molly. And thirdly, we take a very customer-centric approach. Uh, so with Molly, there is no locking contracts. Our pricing is very transparent. It's all available online. Customers that grow very fast, we will proactively reduce their pricing as well. Whereas I think a lot of the PSPs in UK have a tendency to increase prices, to increase their margins. We are focused on the long term. We're focused on growth. We want to help customers who are growing faster. So we really think that we can make a difference in the UK. In terms of our current focus in the UK is to help UK merchants who are selling to Europe. Of course, selling to Europe has become more complex uh, because of the changes in customs, et cetera. So it's more important than ever now to really engage with those European customers. And that means, for example, offering them the right payment methods. A Dutch a consumer is used to paying with Ideal. That's a local payment method there. So you need to offer that. Belgian customers, they prefer to pay bank contact. In Germany, you have lots of different things, including so forth, et cetera. So we make sure that when we identify there is a customer coming from those countries that the right payment methods are showing as priority payment methods on your website. So that way you take away one of the friction points to engage with consumers in Europe.
0: So one of the technologies that have bloomed in the past year is buy now, pay later. Having several payments options, I guess, is great and a necessity. But buy now, pay later has raised a lot of debates in the past months. And the UK regulator has also stepped in. So what are your thoughts on how things are developing in that space?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So buy now, pay later options, they have become very successful indeed. And the growth of companies like Klarna are just examples of that. I think what's really good about these payments options is it to solve the need both for the consumer and for the merchant? Of course, the consumer is always looking for more flexibility and for more, more flexible financing options. And the merchant, the web shop, is looking for payment options that reduce friction. And of course, when you are offering, let's say, goods and consumers are thinking about hmm, maybe I should wait till the next month until I can buy this, uh, buy now pay later solutions really solve that problem. These solutions are already regulated in markets outside of the UK. And yeah, sometimes regulation can be seen as restrictive, but I think it's also a very good opportunity whenever new regulation comes in for those innovative players to really optimize their products so that the experience for the consumers is as smooth as possible. The regulation will also focus to protect the most vulnerable customers, which in the end is not only in the best interest of the consumers, it's in the best interest of the merchant, but it's also in the best interest of the provider of the binary solutions, as these companies, in the end, need to cover the risks if something goes wrong. So I think regulation in this case is a good thing and is aligned with the interests of the different players in the field. Comes back to, as Molly, what we do is we, because we enable all these different payment methods... It's really critical as a merchant to offer the right mix of payment methods. So if you see that one payment method, for example, like a buy now pay later solution, is taking off really quickly. It's super easy for us to switch on those payment methods so you can always act quickly to offer the right solutions for your customers.
0: One more thing I'd like to ask is about Molly and your plans going forward. What have you got going on this year?
1: So we're really focused on a couple of things. I mean, and the main team is growth. So we help our customers grow. And by doing so, we're also growing as a company. So we're growing in all markets, both in our ex- existing markets, where we focus on, on larger customers, where we're offering more products to our customers, and obviously the international expansion. In Germany, we're growing really fast. We're growing about a uh, 1,000% year on year by adding a lot of new customers and also adding more service to existing customers. UK expansion is a good example. Again, at the moment, we're focusing on helping uh, UK merchants with our European payment methods, uh, et cetera. In the future, we will expand beyond that as well. Also, adding more products. So payment methods, that's the core of what we do. We have a great checkout page, et cetera. Uh, but we like to help our customers with all of their financial services needs. So that means that we're looking into adding additional products and moving beyond just being a payments provider to becoming a full financial services solution provider for B2B customers.
0: Thanks so much for the conversation, Ken.